the men facing in North America and Europe and men facing in underdeveloped countries. For example, drug, crime, sex, pleasure, peace, and poverty, lack of education, and deaths due to malnutrition are the issues before developed countries. When man is same, why so much difference is there? The difference is artificially created by the Western nations. So they had the advantage of the technical know-how, which was born out of the Industrial Revolution. And when it uh, went to America, with the help of the, the technical know-how, they exploited the resources of God's plenty there. You know, for example, there was a time when anybody could go even without a passport to the United States until 1911. And in 1911, they introduced the, the necessity to have a passport to enter the United States. In 1923, they introduced the immigration laws. Then once you are there, establish yourself, your rights in a particular... I'm giving as an example. It applies to every country. If anybody lands and colonizes on any planet, they will establish their rights and prevent a, every other nation to land there and have the same rights there. So it was the God's plenty. God's plenty is quote and unquote. Is, that helped these nations, you see, and to build up and hold on to what they have. And still they continue to exploit the resources of the rest of the world. Even today they are doing that, you know. It is that that they don't want to give up. Hmm? So otherwise, human nature is exactly the same. Basically, whether it's India or America or Russia or South America or Africa, human nature is exactly the same. Human problems are exactly the same. But all the other problems are artificially created problems by uh, the structures created by the human thinking. As I said, uh, there is some sort of, I cannot make a definitive statement, there is some sort of a neurological problem in, in the human body. And uh, the human thinking is born out of that neurological defect in the human species. So anything that is born out of thought is destructive. Thought is a protective mechanism. It draws frontiers around it and it wants to protect itself. So that is why we draw lines on this planet and we extend them as far as we can possibly do. But how are these things going to disappear? They are not going to disappear because those who have entrenched themselves, those who have had the monopoly of all the world's resources so, so far and so long, if they are threatened to be dislodged, hmm, what they would do is anybody's guess. All the weapons, destructive weapons we have today is only to protect them. Hmm? But I am sure that the day has come for people to realize that all the weapons that we have built so far are redundant and they cannot be used to destroy themselves. We have arrived at a point where you cannot destroy your adversary without destroying yourself. 
So it is that kind of a terror, not love that we preach, not love brotherhood that we preach for centuries, that will help us to live together. You see, it has to percolate to the to the level of, I don't want to use the word consciousness, uh, human consciousness, because to me, there is no such thing as consciousness at all. For purposes of communication, let me use that. Until it percolates to the level of the human consciousness, that he cannot destroy his neighbor without destroying himself. I don't think we have come to that point. You see, whenever and wherever there is an edge over the, the adversary, or your neighbor, we will still continue to exercise, you see, what we have been able to hold on together for centuries, you see. So, uh, how are we going to solve the problem? Uh, may I ask All you? the utopias have failed. You know, the, the whole mischief originated in the religious thinking of man. There is no use blaming the religious thinking of man. Because all the political ideologies, even your legal structure, is the outwarty outgrowth of the religious thinking of man. And so it is not so easy to flush out the whole series of experiences that we have based upon the religious thinking of man accumulated through centuries. There is a tendency to replace one belief with another belief, one illusion with another illusion. That's all that we can do. You know, uh, may I ask you yes. uh, why it is so when in the present situation the developed nations like United States and West European countries they know if there is a war, if there is conflict, then they have to face uh, a total, total anni One annihilation. Day. Why day. it is so? Yes. Is it? Uh, is it due to the, uh, the basic nature, human nature, as people have said that uh, the basic human nature is violent? It is. It is violence. Because thought is violence. Anything that is born out of thought is destructive. You may cover it up with all um, wonderful romantic phrases, love thy neighbor as thyself, but you don't forget that in the name of love thy neighbor as thyself, huh? that thing has destroyed life, property, and millions and millions of people have died more than all the recent wars put together. You see? So we have not come to a point to realize that that is not the answer, that is not the way we can solve the human problems. So terror seems to be the only way. The terror, not, I'm not talking of the terrorists blowing up, you see, the temples, the churches and all that kind of... The terror that if you try to destroy your neighbor, you will also be destroyed along with him. That has to come down to the level of the common man. It's so just the way the human organism is uh, functioning. See, every cell is interested in its survival. It knows in a way that its survival depends upon the survival of the cell that is next to it. It is for that reason there is a sort of cooperation between the cells. That is how the whole organism can survive. It is not interested in utopias, it is not interested in your wonderful religious ideas, it is not interested in peace, it is not interested in bliss, it is not interested in beatitude, it is not interested in anything, its only interest is to survive. Hmm? 
That's all it is interested. The survival depends upon the survival of the cell next to it, and your survival, my survival, depends upon the survival of our neighbor. Can I understand what you spoke? That only course for humanity to survive, a human race to survive, is to develop the the concept, or you can say, the um, uh, uh, or we should have a nature of love. No, not at all, not at all, because love implies division, separation. As long as there is a division, as long there is a separation within you, so long you will maintain the separation around you. When everything fails, you use the last card in the pack of cards, call it love. But it's not going to help us, it has not helped us at all. So it is not a question of uh, trying to find out new concepts, new ideas, new thoughts, new beliefs, but the, the religion has failed to touch and free man from violence, from greed, from uh, ten different things that uh, it is trying to free us from. And so, as, as I said before, what kind of a human being you want on this planet? The human being, modeled after the perfect beings, has totally failed. It has not touched anything there. Your value system is the one that is responsible for the human malady, human tragedy, forcing everybody to fit into that uh, model created by our value system is the cause of man's misery. So what do we do? It's not a question of destroying the value system. Uh, you will replace one value system with another value system. It's even those who rebelled, revolted against the religions and the religious thinking of man like in communist countries, they themselves created another kind of a value system. So revolution does not mean the end of anything, it's only a revaluation of our value systems. And so that needs another revolution, it goes on and on and on. That's not the way. The only answer to the, to the human problem is, if there is any answer, it is not through new ideas, it is not through new concepts, it's not through any new ideology, but through bringing about a change in the chemistry of the human body. There is also a danger when once we perfect the genetic engineering and change the, the human beings, there is a tendency to hand it over to the state. So it will be a lot easier for them to push all these people into the war and see that they kill them without a second thought. You don't have to brainwash them. You don't, want to, you don't have to teach them the love of your country, patriotism. Brainwashing takes centuries, you see. Brainwashing to believe in God took centuries. The communists took decades and decades to brainwash them not to believe in God. So there is no need for that kind of a, uh, a brainwashing mechanism. It's a lot easier to change human beings just, you see, by giving one injection. So what kind, this, this is the basic question which we all have to ask for ourselves. What kind of a human being you want? Can I ask you one thing? Yes. Uh, what is being said in the Western world, and people are very happy, and they are very much satisfied with the changes 
made in Soviet Union and East European countries that rule of law human, uh, and human rights are respected. People, we have a free market, we have a freedom of expression and speech. Is it the last solution to the people? Do you, do you really think there is freedom in the United States of America? What does this mean to a starving man, the freedom of speech, the, the freedom of worship, the freedom of the press? He does not know how to read the newspapers. He is not interested in the freedom of speech. At least, you see, in the communist uh, systems, they fed people, they clothed people, they sheltered people. And that is now denied to the people in those nations. There is more unemployment than ever before in those countries. I don't think this is a model for the, the whole of mankind. The whole system depends upon the exploitation of uh, uh, the resources uh, of the world to their benefit. These laws, what are you talking? These, these laws are backed by force always. You know, as a lawyer, the judge can give his decision. It is always backed by force. Ultimately, it is the force that comes. We all agree that you see, we'll submit ourselves to the decision of the, uh, the judge. And if you don't want what the recourse he has is to use violence, you know. So all the gangsters get together and create a legal structure which is uh, favorable to them hmm? and enforce it on others through the help of violence, through the help of force. Hmm? What right do you have to create this blockade, for example, today? What is the international law that these people are talking about? I want to know. You are as a lawyer, no. Hmm? Simply because what happened to the America when they attacked, you see, occupied Grenada, a small nation? Huh? Nobody ever objected to that. Nobody ever created a blockade there. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, I'm not impressed by this, uh, the international law and the legal structure, as long as it is uh, uh, beneficial on your side, we talk of law. When the law fails, you use force. Don't you? Yeah. May I come to, again, uh, certain other institutions of... You are a lawyer. Being, human being. You are a lawyer. And the law is there only to maintain the status quo. Is it not? So you cannot talk against the status quo. It is... May I tell you... They I'm are, not blaming the law. Yeah. May I tell you... Yes. They are different schools of thought in legal field. Yes. What you say there is correct. That is only a theological discussion. Like the theological discussions about God, the, you know, all the theologians indulge in that God is this, God is that, the ontological, teleological, cosmological proofs of the existence of God. So all the schools, different schools of law you are referring to, are no different from the theological discussions of the theologians. Do you think that uh, I may come again with regard to human life? Yes. Uh, what do you think the role of marriage and family, which just now you spoke about violence, the human nature is violent. Yes. Do you think that uh, the institution of marriage and family 
You see, the institution of marriage is born so helping out. or a... No, the institution of marriage is not going to disappear. In some form or the other, it will continue. As long as we demand relationships, you know. So basically, it is a question of possessiveness, you see. You know, there was a time when I believed that uh, economic independence uh, to women will solve many of the problems uh, in India. But when I visited America, I was shockingly surprised that even those who are economically independent, women I'm talking about, wanted to possess even their drunkard husbands. The husband was beating her every day, twice on Sundays. I know many cases. It's not, I'm not generalizing. But possessiveness is the most important thing. And the basis of relationship is uh, what do I get out of this relationship? You see, that is the basis of all human relationships. As long as I can get what I want, the human relationships last. You know? So the, the marriage institution will somehow continue because it's not just uh, the, the relationship between the two people. The children are involved. The property is involved. So it's not going to disappear overnight at all, you know. On some pretext or the other, we use property, we use children uh, to give continuity to the institution of marriage. The problem is so complex and so complicated, it is not so easy for anybody to, uh, to come up with uh, easy answers on that age-old institution of marriage. I can tell you one thing. A lot of couples come to see me with their problems. Hmm? And uh, unmarried couples, unwed couples, if you listen to their stories, their misery you cannot imagine. And yet they cannot part company. You know, unmarried couples are more miserable than married couples. So the answer is not uh, so easy. See, they, I don't see, as long as we want to establish relationships, so long, this institution will remain. Maybe it will be modified, changed to suit the changing conditions. You know, one uh, leader of the feminist movement, I'm a very crude, brutal man, came to see me. She asked me, what do you think of the feminist movement? I said, I'm on your side. Hmm? By all means, fight for your rights. But remember this, as long as you depend upon a man for your sexual needs, so long you are not free. The other way around also is true. You can satisfy your sexual needs with the help of a vibrator, that's a different matter. But if you want a man to satisfy your sexual needs, you are not free. You know, to some extent you are free, you can fight for your freedom. You see, the, the, it's not so simple, you see, they can... Huh? I don't know. Uh, what do you feel when you say family is not a solution, unwed uh, relations are not a solution to the human being, I mean uh, uh, male and female relations, what uh, institution you have in mind for I such? Don't have, the institutions are responsible for the misery of mankind. There is no way you can change, modify these institutions. You see, it's a lot easier for people in India to divorce than it was in my own time. There was no question of uh, me divorcing my wife at that time or my wife divorcing me. 
you know. Now it's a lot easier. You see, the, the changing conditions are responsible for the changing of our ideas, but that does not mean that uh, uh, it's a simple, it has an easy, simple solution for that, you know. Will there not be any anarchy if you, neither you, uh, uh, you support or you uh, uh, think that family, marriage institutions are okay or good for the uh, male and female relations? If they are ready to accept the misery, <laughs> it's well and good. It's a miserable city. They are not happy, are they? Then for the survival you of... See, uh, the anarchy, the... total anarchy is a state of being rather than a state of doing. There is no action in total anarchy. It's a state of being. So why are we frightened of anarchy? The anarchy you are talking about is the destruction of the, the institutions which we have built with a tremendous care and our belief that those uh, institutions should continue forever. So it is that that we are fighting uh, for to preserve them in their pristine purity. Are you not worried about the future of old and, and children it when is, there is no family? It is the, the, the society that has to take care of that problem. Why are you all paying taxes to the government? You know, if they don't do what they are expected to do, it is the responsibility of every individual to see that they are forced to do the things. See, the problem is when once you put them there in the seat of power, they have this chance of sharing power with their others, and you provide them with the tremendous weapons of destruction. A man like me who expresses these views will become the enemy of the state. They will not hesitate to destroy me. I don't care if I am destroyed. If they say don't talk, I will stop talking. I don't believe in freedom of speech at all. If they say don't talk, what you are saying is a threat to our mankind, to our institutions. Goodbye, I don't want to talk. I'm not interested in changing the world. But you promise to do certain things. You are elected to the office. You are put there in the seat of power. Unfortunately, you provide them with the most destructive weapons. And so he will not use to, he will not hesitate to use them against you and me. You know, there is no way you can use your nuclear weapons. Huh? I often say that if Bhutan invades India, India has no way of protecting itself. Bhutan is not going to invade India unless it has the backing of some powerful nations. You know, so we are the targets for these people. You know, why you are spending so much money see, on your defense? Defense against what? Huh? Defense against us. You talk of freedom of speech. If they say don't talk, goodbye. I'm not interested in talking. I'm not interested in saving individuals. I'm not interested in saving mankind. You spoke about the uh, state uh, collecting taxes and state should do social security to hold people and I do and not children. see any reason why anybody should starve on this planet. So. What are you doing to solve this problem? You may very well throw that question at me. I have not set myself up in the business of running this world. You know, they have set themselves up in the business of ruling the countries. What justification do you have to see that 40% of the people are allowed to starve in India today? It is neither spiritual it's not, nor humane. It is not a human act. It is inhuman to let your fellow beings talk. 
When we have invented, the religion has invented a wonderful thing called charity. It is the most vicious and vulgar thing that we have done by creating the institution of charity. Not only that you don't stop there and you give a Nobel Prize to somebody uh, because of the charitable work that particular individual is doing. That's the most vicious and vulgar thing that the religious man has come up with. He has a right. Nature has provided us with bounty. Huh? So we are individually responsible for that. Don't ask me what are you doing for that. I, I'm not here, uh, you see, uh, running a crusade against the people. You have set yourself up to solve these problems. If you don't do it, something wrong, not with the leaders, but with the people who have put them there in the seat of power. And if, if they don't do what they are expected to do, change the governments. What you so I have no business to tell how to run these governments. I am not running the governments at all. What business do I have to tell them this is the way you should run the government? You know? What you spoke I don't believe in what we were taught in the schools. It is the responsibility of everybody, you know, to contribute to his might, his share. Other series of words you can use to see that the world... <laughs> It remains exactly the way it has been forever. Nobody wants any change. What you spoke that the state should do a number of things for the people. First thing, the state has to feed, clothe, shelter everybody. Then why even a state like Switzerland yes. and states of Scandinavian country, when prosperity is so much, when national income is very high, why maximum suicides and maximum cases of AIDS we find in Switzerland? You see, that, that's a different problem. Well, what do you mean AIDS you are talking about? Not the disease AIDS. AIDS, 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 <laughs> AIDS not AIDS. Uh, that, that's a mistake which we have made. One of the experiments went wrong. It's easy for us to blame the, the homosexuals. It's easy for us to blame uh, the homosexuals, but the source of that is somewhere else. You read in the papers, I think it is there in the... that Nizam's wife died of AIDS <laughs> uh, uh, in, in India. Yes, it's there in that uh, society that he admitted finally that his wife died of AIDS. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who is responsible for that, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody says it's transfusion of blood, the way out of that. It's easy. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't read that article. Mm -hmm. I'm very frivolous in expressing my opinions. It doesn't matter. I am as well informed as anybody else in this world. I have seen the world, I have seen the people. I think it's time for us to go. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Nice meeting you. you. <laughs> <laughs> we have expressed opinions on everything from disease to divinity. <laughs>